Welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. As we sit down and explore the mind of former MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. On a special two-part podcast, Brett sits down with the two-time World Series champ and current analyst for NBC Sports Chicago, Ozzie Guillen. Here's your host, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone. Today on the program, I'm joined by the 1985 AL Rookie of the Year. He was a three-time All-Star and a two-time World Series champion. He's currently an analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, Ozzie Guillen. Ozzie, thanks for coming on the program. I'm gonna thank you so much. I owe you a lot because Ozzie put me in the program a couple, couple times and I couldn't make it, but I'm glad... Uh, I'm here with you today. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I finally got you on. You know, Ozzy, we played together. I played with you. I played against you. Uh, I played against teams you managed. I want to know this: when when people that don't know you, they get to know you. What surprises them the most about Ozzy Gian? Well, the only time is uh, everything they hear is just something. Everybody have their own opinion, but when they play with me or they play against me or or they play for me, I think their opinion is a lot different, change a lot. They mean they hope they're going to find out who really Ozzy is. Uh, it's a three thing about it. Ozzy is a player. It's a different how to be Ozzy is a manager or Ozzy is a broadcaster. Ozzy is a teammate. Ozzy is a play against me, either way, player or managing. Uh, it's one thing about it. Uh, Booney, uh, I'm honest. I'm pulling for my teammates. I'm pulling for my players. I'm hundred percent for them, uh, and I think that's uh, make me happy about it because a lot of people can, they can have their own opinion about me because the only thing they can hear or watch is uh, the, the, when they they not be part where I am. And um, you seeing the players play for me or I play with it, uh, I play against them. Uh, it's the same guy. I'm the same guy, and. Uh, they will appreciate a little bit more when they really know who who I am than what they hear from me. You know, recently I've had Pauly Sorrento, or not Pauly Sorrento, Pauly Canerco on the show. I had Przinsky on the show. They both played for you. I'll tell you, and we'll get to it a little bit later. In 1999, we, we were teammates with the Atlanta Braves. But playing against you, I, I know you like to have a good time. But I know, but but the one thing I think as a manager that would be cool to play for Ozzy again is you're always going to know where you stand. You got your players back to a point, but that at the end of the day, there's not going to be that gray area where uh, I don't know what's going on. Ozzy's saying one thing, doing it. I I think from from what I gathered and and the gentleman I just mentioned, Canerco and Przinsky, they said they loved playing for you. It was fun. At the same time, they knew where they stood. Well, you have to respect the place. The only thing I always say is uh, you know how to love me. Uh, you know how to like me. The long we respect each other and we care for the buckle we represent, I think it's, 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 it's great. I let the players be in themselves. I let the players be in themselves. I let the players have fun. But meanwhile, I want them to play good. Uh, I want them to play right. Uh, in the end of the day, Bonnie, if you play every day, your numbers it's going to be there. You got 600 bat, 500 plus at bat in the end of the year. Your numbers going to be there no matter who you are, what you do. Numbers always going to be numbers out there. Uh, I like to have fun. I like to play. I like them to play the game right. Uh, I hate that word 
when people say, oh, we play hard. I want my players to play hard. Nah, I think that's overrated because I think everybody should be playing hard. Everybody should be running the bases hard. Everybody should be sliding on the bases hard, uh, do the best they can. Uh, I hate when they say, well, we do the best we can every day. Well, you should. You know what I mean? You should do the best you can every day because that's what you're getting paid for. But in yeah. as long as you play right, if you get beat and you play the, the way you should be playing and you get everything on the field the way you should uh, do it, I, I, I can live with that. And, and I think every manager, every player, every teammate, everybody in the clubhouse would share that effort. And that effort is easy to do. And it's not that hard. Obviously, you go to fail a lot, but you fail doing your best. Hey, you can live with that. You're right. I mean, it's it's kind of part of. The, <laughs> I'm going to play hard. Well, well, thanks. I mean, no. that, that's like that's that's your job. It's like, well, I work behind the counter at at uh, Starbucks. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to take drink orders. No shit. That's your job. But, that's 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 your job. That's why I hate when the, you know me now. I'm broadcasting down. I'm behind. And I watch games every day. And when I watch ESPN, I hear the managers and players say, hey, "We are uh, they really play hard." Uh, we lose 13 and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we lose 13 and nothing. I said, well, when you put a uniform, you have, I, I play with you, I play against you. And I don't know it was because you grew up in a in the clubhouse, not because you grew up with a with you with the guy you grew up with, a, a special baseball man is your father and your brothers. Uh but I, I only thing I see from the Boone's family is play hard. I play against your dad. I, I hate him. You know, he's hard <laughs> most uh, it's, it teaches me. I play with Poch. Cartoon fish, and I play against your dad for a long time. And I, I, you know, I mean, I play against your dad as a manager. And I grew up in that era. And I don't think it was good for me to grow up in that era or bad for me. I think it was great because I learned how to play the game, how to go about my business. And uh, when you play against those guys, man, uh, you know, I mean, you go to be behind the play, Boone is behind the play, and, and you say hi. It's like nothing was around there. What's up, Ozzy? That's it. And I like that. And uh, I think. Live in that era, players against all your families. You can make, not your grandpa, but I play against all you guys, compete against all you guys. And uh, uh, I think I like, you know, take that for granted. E either your brother, you go there and play hard every day. You play the way, no, not play hard, you play the way you should be playing. And I watch you every at bat. I watch you against me, with me. And, and, and it's, 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 you have fun playing. You got the red ass when you play. I, I, I like that attitude. And I wish every player take the attitude to the field. That's what I, I, you know me. I mean. Nobody more than your brother get the red ass. Oh, my goodness. But, you know I me, mean? if for a reason, if for a reason you're going to do it, for a reason you love the game. And uh, I wish every player go about their business right now in this particular moment the way the the former players they used to. Ozzy, isn't it funny when I when I was a player and and uh, you know I was always known as kind of that kind of that not crazy but intense and and oh Booney man he's he's a little bit of this and that and now now Aaron's the crazy one and it's funny because we watch him argue with with manage, with uh, umpires all the time and I used to be the the crazy one and Aaron was you know everybody oh Aaron Boone what a nice guy now it's I, I kind of like it because I'm kind of the the normal guy I'm not yelling at umpires every day we got Aaron yelling at umpires but you know what I was coaching Torbe I had the opportunity to be next to your brother a few times bro uh, maybe hide him very well but that kid is every time he's making out he got he got the red ass yeah I think you do because 
I had the opportunity to watch both. I had the great opportunity to play with you, and I played with you, you know, I watched you for maybe 200 games, 190 plus games, but I think I only see your brother for, le obviously, less games I see you, but your brother's got the attitude. The thing is, I think he's hiding very well. <laughs> yeah, he hides it well. Exactly. Now it's out in the open. No, Aaron, Aaron's a great guy, and he, he, I think he's doing a, a great job. As you know, you know, with your managing career and and your experience, you you could imagine what it's like being the skipper of the Yankees and and what that media is like on a daily basis. Aaron is a lot like my dad, and, and I'm kind of the opposite of them. And we go about our business a different way. You say our 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 family played the game and, and it, it was ingrained in me. I, I think you hit on a great point because it sounded like something I would say when you said, you know, and I had to deal with this coming up. You know, I, I, I was I had some swagger and, and I had a chip on my shoulder and I never worried about people liking me. I said, I don't care if you like me, dislike me. It doesn't matter you're going to respect me and you're going to respect me about how I go about my business. I'm going to have tough days like everybody else, but that was my attitude. I always had now as life went on and, and I grow, grew up a little bit in the game and, and especially the second half of my career, you know, I changed some things. I wasn't getting being so hard on myself every single at bat, you know, that's things we all grow up with. And, and, and we learn by, by trial and error and getting our butt kicked and getting back up again. But um, yeah. And, 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 I played for the 25 guys in the room next to me because that's at the end of the day, that's all that mattered. I had their back. They had my back. And when the game's over, we go pick our all our own friends. Like we always say. Uh, that's true. You know me, I was managing. Uh, I just told the guy, I said, you know, I don't care who you, you know, who you deal with after the game, who you hang around, who you have dinner with. Uh, I, I care less about it. The only thing I really care is when you put a uniform on, we put it for each other. One thing about it too, you know I me. Mean? I, I can hear that every day, Bunny. Oh, we are family. We are family. We love each other like a family. I, 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 I'm, I, I laugh when every time they say that. Like, really? How did you be a family when you are from North Carolina and <laughs> another guy from Dominican Republic or Venezuelan? Uh, you know I me. Mean? It's just like no. I, I love when the guy said, you know, we are great teammates. We love each other. We gotta fight each other on the field. Of the field, I got my own family, I got my own friends, but we soon put the uniform together. They're not family. It's a great teammate. I'd, I'd rather have a great teammate to have a, a family next to me playing for me. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you have to, you know, you don't want to respect your family because whatever the reason is. But I mean, while when you have a teammate, you don't know where you come from, you know, and you see him do something he should be doing. It's easier to go after than you had your own brother, your si or, or your father, your sister, body because you got to go a different way. But I, 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 I hate when people say, "Yeah, we're family. We love each other as a family." I say, "Well, uh, Thanksgiving, you're not together. Christmas, you're not together. Uh, but in the winter and in the summer, you are together." With I rather see a good teammates, they're, they're a great family team. You're known for being outspoken. I, I love I love watching an Aussie Gear press conference. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, you know, I had my own thing in Seattle. I was kind of the, the spokesman for that, that Mariner team in the early 2000s. And, you know, rain or shine, it, it seemed like after a game, Ozzy, I was kind of the guy they came to <clears throat> for a sound bite. Uh, some days I wanted to talk to the press and it, and it was fun. And I had fun with them. I, I always felt uh, that in this game, uh, the amount of money they were paying me, um, my position on that team, I, I've, 
I answered the press and, and sometimes it wasn't fun because I, I was over four and we just got our butt kicked. But I, I just took that on as it was kind of my obligation and I kind of owed it to them. And in response to that, the press was very good to me and they were very respectful. And yeah, they had to critique my play. And when I didn't play good, sometimes the, the articles weren't very flattering, but usually they were fair. They were done in a, in a, in a professional way. I always dealt with the press. You dealt with the press, uh, you know, during a, as a player and especially as a manager. Did you enjoy that, the back and forth? And, and did you enjoy the banter? Was some of it just kind of a shtick? To, to, I don't know, to have a good time with the press? Oh, I have. I have because I was like a, I grew up to be a leader. I think Carton Fisk teach me how to be a leader. And I grew up with that. I grew up with that and I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, I never I never was afraid to talk to the media because I was a horseshit player. To me, it was the same, same way day in and day out. But, uh, the reason they respect me a lot here in Chicago is just because that, because you see my interviews in 1985 and you see my interview in 2011, 12, same guys, nothing changed. Treat the media with respect. When I don't like somebody say something about whatever, I think they was wrong, I will tell them. And right now, being media, media guy, uh, I call I call Chicago media very softies. You guys are a bunch of softies. Because when I was playing for, for them, oh my God, when I was managing, they uh bro, they was crazy about it. You know what I mean? The question, then all the song I see them to to ask asking the managers questions, that's a high school questions. And I, obviously I know my reaction after the game is not that well, but uh Media is a big part of this game. Like I talk to the players a lot. When I was a player, was a manager, I said, hey, man, talk to the media as soon as you can. Do you like it or not? Do you know what made media criticize you? Play good. Play good. You play good, they don't have any choices. But uh, because the media, it can it put you in the moon in a hurry, but also they can bury you in two seconds. And I think they love you fair, your fact, you know, lying to them. And when the media asks you a question, they know the answer. They know the answer. They just want you to give the wrong answer to get you. And that's why uh, my honesty with the media, with the fans, with the front office, with the people, it takes me a uh, pretty long way. But also, it takes uh, a lot of things away from me because right now, in baseball, you cannot be honest. You got to go, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir. Oh, I, I hear you. And that, uh, that honesty, you know, get you what you want. And uh, you can get in, not in trouble, but uh, people will be thinking about you like, okay, what's going to be his reaction? What's, uh, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Uh, like I say, I'm managing for my club. I'm managing for the guys got the uniform on. I'm not managing for the media. I'm not managing for the fans. I'm not managing for the front office. And I think that's why the players play for me. They know that. They know that and appreciate that because. I really care less what people think about me as a manager. I never think anything about as a player because if you count Ozzy Guillen to be good when he was a player, we got a very bad team. And that, that thing, the managing job is as is, is hard as it can be. But right now, I think manage is easier, way easier. You know what I mean? They tell you what to do, what to say, uh, how you're going to handle players, 
how I think uh, the opportunity is a manager. I think uh, whoever manager right now, uh, he got an easier gig he was in the past. I think you're right, though. I mean, the modern day, it's like you, you're walking on eggshells. You, it's a, it's kind of a political time where you just got to kind of, yes, sir. Yeah, this is the way we do it. Yeah, that's that's correct right now. That's that's safe. That's a safe way to take it. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily good for the game, but it's no, the way I, it is right now. You know, it's funny because you, you have bosses. You always going to have a boss. Mm-hmm. Only Jesus Christ you don't have a boss. Even the biggest guys making the most money have a boss. They marry. You wife the boss. But, uh, you know, sometimes they say, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and the tape don't work right, the managers fall. They're going to come to the manager, the coaches, staff, and even do disagree what they say, they're still doing it. And that's why so many confuse, many people confuse in the game. You know, you are, you are my boss, but they say you're going to send the lineup down and the lineup doesn't work. Uh, how I can uh, say, listen, I don't make the lineup. People upstairs don't make the lineup. Don't blame me. Call down, call upstairs and blame them. And you put your situation with the players, against the player, because when the player, you know what, when the players go right, everything is great, man. I love you. Uh, he's the best manager, my best hitting coach. But when the things don't go right, uh, they, did you you put yourself in the, in the very bad path with the players don't go respect you because you know you are, you, you, they just playing with you and you do whatever the thing is does and that's kind of hard to be in that situation with the players because every time you want to open your mouth and talk to the players they know behind the back like oh god you're so full of shit you just you just here because whatever and they know that and then we have to be careful about it and that's just way baseball i just talked with a couple of people yesterday two days ago about baseball change i said no nope, you got to score i make sure they know the team don't score they, 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 I know I like to talk about how good the game was in the past or how bad the game is right now because it's, it's not fair because it's different different talent, different uh, different way to look at the game. I think the game right now is more, uh, it's not the game anymore. The thing is, it's a, it's a business, it's a business, business play. And, but the game's still the same. You know I mean? I'm, I think baseball, personal, Watching baseball every day from 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 from, from outside, uh, they're taking too many stuff away from the game, Booney. Too many. You can slide in second base. Uh, you cannot throw uh, inside. Uh, men on second base. Um, you know, I mean, it's just so so many. You know, it's so many rules right now. It's like I cannot believe what they say. I like few rules. I do. I do like few rules. But you know, I mean, it's, it's like ninety percent of the rules. I don't think should be in the game because we. We're not teaching the kids, the youngers, uh, about how to play this game. It's just like, oh, I can play that. You know, you hit a home run, you're good. But you hit 350, uh, you're okay. You know, it's so many things I, I, I don't like uh, and, and confuse myself uh, because it's my fault. It's my fault because I grew up in the old school tradition. You're a great defensively player who nobody cares. You, 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 you hit 190. And you strike out 190 times, 250 times, you hit 10 home runs, you're making $20 million. Good for the players, great for the players. But the, the game, the people running this game, change this game a lot. I think you're right. And and I talk about it when you when you, you touched on the rules. You know, I'm a I'm a baseball purist. I love this game. I always love this game. You know, I always said, Ozzy, I'd come out, you know, I'd I'd be at a game where my grandfather uh was there watching, you know. 
and I'd meet him after the game and he'd come over and he'd critique me and he'd say, uh, it doesn't matter. I could be three for four. He'd be like, what happened to that fourth at bat? And that's what it, it was a great part of grandpa, but he loved his generation. And he was always saying, well, back when I played, you know, this is, and, and I always thought I love my gramps. I had a great relationship with him, but I thought, you know, I'm never going to be that guy that talks about his generation and how great it was. I love this game. I look at today's current game. I don't love everything about it, but I like some of the, the technology advances we've made, you know, how much is how much access these players have to technology to have that, just to have a, a tablet with you. That's got every piece of film you could possibly want. We're back in our day. We're scrambling with the VCR to find a, find two innings of, of the pitcher we're, we're facing tonight. I, I envy the guys today for that, but you're right. I think there's too many rules. I, I sometimes say when, when I'm asked about, Hey, Booney, what do you think about these rule changes? I think a lot of these rule changes are made by by people in positions that have never played the game at the high level. So they really don't know what it's like. For instance, the second base, you can't take a uh, you can't take a second baseman out. Well, I was kind of offended by that. I thought as a second baseman, you as a shortstop, we make our money around the bag. We make our money turning that big double play with the game on the line and Kirk Gibson trying to knock me in the left field. And if I can turn that double play, that's how I set myself apart as a defender. Now you can't slide into second base. It's like anybody can turn a double play. Third basements can turn a double play. Right fielders can turn a double play. So I'm with you. I, I think they're, they're tweaking it a little too much, but at the same time, now I'm sitting here as a 53 year old man that loves the game. I, I'm not hard on these players. It's their game. It's their time. They police themselves. And I think history uh, has a way of defining and, and judging each and every uh, generation for what it is. Well, it's not doubt about it. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Just, it's a funny thing. That's what I say. We cannot blame anything about it. Just uh, everything around the world changed everything. You know, you used to be carrying cash in your pocket everywhere you go, pay the club with you in cash. Nowadays, you just put, you know, in the bank or you have credit card. You have so many little things about it. And one thing too, Bonnie, I watch it every time you take it one at bat, all of a sudden you go to see uh, the, I, the iPod, what's, what's wrong with your swing. Uh, but when you hit a home run, you don't see how good your swing was. You know, you're just checking people's hands in the dugout and I'll say, that's the swing you got to look at it. No, they want right. you to fail. You look at the positive things. I always yeah. looked at the positive. No, they want I, you I don't want to, right. I don't want to see myself punching out on a breaking ball off the plate. It's a funny because I like, oh, what what happened to this pitch? What happened to that pitch of the sun? You're like, wait a minute. Just watch the pitcher. Just watch his, what he does. Like, is the guy you think he's going to pitch the same way? You know, I'm not going to say, let me see how they're going to pitch to Frank Thomas. Oh, really? They're not going to pitch the same way the front to me. Or oh, let me see how they pitch to Bonio or, or, or Chipper John, all those guys. No, I'm going to tell you, okay, let me see how they're going to pitch to all wise. Kind of like that was right, my idea. Right. That was kind of my, my idea about go about, about my business. But uh, it, it just right now, I think the, the players, they have great, you know, I love it. Oh my God. I, I, I respect them more because it's so many competition now. Back in the days, you throw 93, you're like, oh, shoot. This guy throw hard. Now you throw 93, you'll be in double A. Yeah. You know, you better start learning some sliders and change. That's why change. Uh, players got more uh, more abilities, I think, because you got to be good. You know, I disagree. I, I, I hate when people talk about cheating, uh, especially with the pitcher. 
I said, it held the pitching staff. You know how to go there and put pine tar and stuff, but the grip in your hands. I think Major League Baseball had to come with some products, some products. Say, hey, that's the only thing we can use. That's it. Because in, in the meanwhile, pitchers can hurt so much because that. Uh, guys can get hit, hit by pitch more because they can control what they do. And I, I think you guys last longer. A lot of people like uh, uh, the make the game faster. The only people complain about the game being faster, I do research about it when I was a manager, is the media, including myself. I want the game to last two, any two, two hours right now because I work on the media. I want to get out of there as quick as I can. But when you're a player, when, you, when you're watching the game, I said, the only way, when I was manager, I got in trouble. I said, I told the commissioner, I said, listen, guys, we're just wasting our time listening to you guys. I said, why? Okay. How much, if we do all these things, how much we cut in time? And they say, one hour, uh, I'm sorry, one minute and 15 seconds. I go, wow. One minute and 15 seconds. Then what we worry about this? If you cut this for an hour and a half, hour and 10 minutes. I said, wow, that's awesome. Just, yes, let's do this. But you only cut no more than two minutes. And everything they do, the clock, I like the clock because go there because I like the clock because I'm working on the media side now. Uh, but it makes the game quicker. They don't have to do that. I don't like when the guy got to face three hitters. What is that? What's the strategy? What the manager have to think about it? What I want, you know, I mean, just like uh, you have to worry about two hitters, no, no one, and and all this stuff together is it's just it's change the game. I, I always say, listen, guys, you want to have a quick game, play for a, a, a Atlanta Braves when Myers Glavin and Smalls was in the mouth. <laughs> That's you right. You will have a quick game. Why? Because they are good. The only way they got to stop the time. When you have good pitching staff, when you people complain about the Yankees, Boston, they take too long, they do this, they do that. I say no. Every time we see the Yankees playing, they take a lot of pitches. They have a lot of a lot of great hitters. So you know those guys just they're not going to go there and swing in the miss and go there. They're not going to freelance. Every time we see Boston in New York, it's a prime time game. Okay, prime time game. It takes you to two and a half minutes between innings. You multiply that by 18, that's almost an hour. That's why those guys take so long. Not because we want to, but nobody criticized that because the Major League Baseball TV people paid them. And they're like, okay, we're okay with that. We're okay with that. You know, World Series game, seven, four, five, six hours, just because TV time. Not because the change you're going to make on the game. Not because the manager going to talk to the umpire. Not because, you know I me. Mean, all the little things they try to make an excuse, I don't think there's value because... TV time, they really get you time. But not because you cut the game four minutes overall. Uh, uh, you know, that, I don't know, 162 game plus everything. Uh, I, oh, we cut the game for three and a half minutes. That's a little bit embarrassing about the way they go about those rules. And I think, too, you know, you talk about going to a Yankee-Boston game. You know, you take a family of four to a Yankee-Boston game. It's probably going to cost you $600. And I, I, I think I don't think at the, you know, the, the first thing on the list is hopefully this is a really quick game so we can get out of here. I think it, I, I kind of compare it to going to a great movie. If a movie's three hours and it's great, uh, I don't care if it's three hours and it and it sucks. Well, it was too long. Same with a short movie. If a short movie sucks. 
Well, it's a short movie and it sucked, but but I, I don't think the fan that that just paid the money that they're paying today to go see a game really cares if the game is two hours and 45 minutes or three hours and 15 minutes. All they care about is that they have a good time and that their team win and then their favorite player get a hit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's that's easier as that. And when you talk, when people make those rules, I don't think I don't think I've never been those me, uh, meetings, but I don't think people make those rules. They never put a uniform and never have anything to do with the game. It's just like, okay, that's why we see it. I had a couple of drinks with my friend in the restaurant that said the game is too long. I come to the commissioner and say, hey, you know what? I think the game is too long. Who told you? A friend of mine. Oh, really? How many games you watch? One. He's not a baseball <laughs> fan. You know what I mean? It, it, it just because, believe me, I, I, I love I love good games. Why? Because I work on it. I know, you know what I mean? But in the meanwhile, we worry about stuff we should be worried and making the game back to the to the basic the the way it was uh i think it's, it's better easy now now they try to make it our own part you know you know it's just, it's just i like that i like when they appeal the uh, when they appeal they can make the game right for both sides i like that rule i said okay check that one in tv it's safe it's a home run it's foul you know i like those but uh the striking balls they try to implement now uh, that, that got to change the game so much, and then the umpires. When, I, 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 when they ask me about what you think about those rules, I said, "Well, the umpires got to get better. Why? Because they're showing the umpire how bad they are. That's why we have to make these rules to make sure everything is going to be a little bit better." But uh, I, I think baseball right now has great talent, great opportunities. It's fun to watch a lot of teams, but also it's not fun to watch another team. You know, the competition a little bit different. I don't know. It's a reason for money wise. Uh, they don't want to spend any money. I don't care. They, this guy going to be the champs. Uh, I, I think. I think the division have to be more. I, I, I like the idea now. Everybody play against each other. I, I kind of like that because something we you know we see every time you can have opportunity to come here and watch it. Uh, I, I like that rule. But in the meanwhile, it's just uh it's, it's bunny. The game had to be close. The guy pitched five inning. He's he's a hero. Oh, he threw the ball great. Oh, look at what he did. I, yeah, I said yeah, he only pitched five innings. And and do you not see that you with the, you with just with the White Sox? I seen him overall, and that's why the guy is there because they got to go back to the bullpen. The bullpen is a wicked wicked sling they have. They got to get his ass kicked, and the game go longer and longer and longer every day. Now you touch the ball, the ball's a home run. It's a lot of power there, players. To me, players take care of themselves better now when, when I was playing. Players used to go about their business better now when they play. They use a, they use their weight rooms. They, they they eat better. They sleep better. When I was playing, I just no weight room to get drunk and go play. And 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 that's the way I think the baseball is now now is better. But also in another part, I see a lot of guys in in IL. A lot of guys hurt, especially the White Sox team last year. Wow. That's that's amazing to watch the team. Ninety percent of the guys wasn't was in Iowa, and I wonder why why is it different when the players take care of themselves better? Why they get hurt more than 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 the past when those guys never take care of themselves? No, I agree with you. I think it's as physical. The game's as physical as it's ever been. The athletes are as good as they've ever been. But you're right. There's some downsides. There's a lot more injuries. There's it seems like guys go on the IL much easier. Uh, you know, in our day when we're playing and we got a little bit of an injury, uh, sometimes we'll hide it from the from the trainer. Like, no, I can deal with this and and play because because I because I don't want to I don't want to miss tomorrow's game. 
Or I mean, by the way, it's, it's just you know I, I have a room when I was matching. Say, is that the, you take yourself out of the game, or we have to take you not playing tomorrow? I don't care what you do. I'd rather you say, you know what, Ozzy, I cannot play. I have, I'm very hungover, and I will take care of that. I will say, hey, listen, you know why you not playing? I don't want him to play today. Well, I protect you. But when you say, uh, you don't tell me anything, you say, oh no, I don't feel too good. I will say next day you want to play. You you play for the wrong manager. Nowadays, you know I me. Mean? I think that's 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 very smart about the player, very smart for the ball club. I say, hey, you're going to play 130 games, make sure you're healthy. Uh, like me, I was playing 162 games. I was very good all the second half of the season. I was dead, but I still playing. I was I was proud of myself. My goal was like, I would have played like Carl Ricken because that was the best choice that we had by then in my in my, my era, in my league. And I play 159, right Nowadays, I'll play 120. I might hit 220. I might hit 232. But it's just, it's just, it's just a different way, men, mental way. You go to the ballpark, you are proud yourself. I'm playing. And you make people playing. I remember playing for Atlanta Braves. And I'm playing, and I was in the bench. And uh, Otis Nixon told me, uh, all gold, Ozzy, he just make sure Brian Jordan go there every day. I go, what? I just got here. Nope, you've been so many years in the big league. You know, all goals. It was all the nicks on myself. We made sure we make Brian go out there every day. And we did. And Brian told me, he said, Ozzy, why are you so hard on me? I said, I'm not hard on you. We want you in the field. We want to you we want you mentally to be ready to to play every day because you on the field, you make the team better. Yeah. And uh, little by little start understanding that point and he went out and, and, and played great season. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, growing up in Venezuela. You were born and raised there. Uh, what's that like? And, and I've got some really cool, interesting questions about the challenges that, that people don't really know about, about um, international players and, and, and having to come here and, and play baseball uh, to a new country, new, new culture, new everything. Uh, tell me about growing up in Venezuela. But it was fun. It was fun. I'm, back in my days, it was fun. Now, growing up in Venezuela is a little, little harder. A little uh, different. A little different because uh, the governor and all the situation back home. But I think it was, it was harder to come to the state to play because let me tell you one thing. That's, uh, nobody remembered this. When, when I was growing up, it's only what, one scout for like 200 kids. You really, really, really had to impress that man because in two hours, three hours, going to spend watching you uh, perform. It could be hard to sign. Like I was lucky, you know. So many people there. The guy say, "Oh, how about this kid? How oh, this kid? This? How about that kid?" Because you don't have, you know, when you go to a to a pitching staff, you go to an infielder. You you're not that good mentally to to stay with him. I said, "Okay, uh, I like this guy with the blue hat. I like that guy with the red hat with no shoes on." You know, I mean, kind of like that. Now, baseball is so good back in my country. Now, it's, it's 30 scouts for one kid. You know, before, they told you, say, hey, you go to United States, here's your visa, and good luck. I say, uh, no money? I say, yeah. I say, like, here's 200 bucks, move on. And you have, like, a, uh, you play in double A, in single A, you have, like, 200 bucks. You play triple, uh, double A, you are, like, 400. And then you play triple A, you are, like, 600. You know what I mean? But, uh. Nowadays, a couple of days ago, I just saw a kid from Venezuela signed for $6.7 million with the San Diego Padres. I'm so happy and so proud of that. But no matter how you sign, 
no matter how much money you get, come to a different country is hard. It's so hard. Sometimes, you know I me. Mean? I got in trouble a long time ago when I say, why the Latino no have interpreter? Oh my God. But I had a phone call from Pop Ceiling, his office, thought I was racist. I said, why the Asian player had three with me? They have a guy interpreting next to him. And the Latino, what's the difference between Vladimir Guerrero and Tarairo uh, Iguchi? Anyone, they don't speak English. And I got in trouble so much nowadays, they have interpreted minor leagues, big leagues. Uh, and I had so much trouble, they wanted to suspend me because they thought I was racist. But uh, like I said, come to this country, you, 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 you feel funny because first of all, you go to leave, you know, even most 90% of the players, so I don't want to say 90, 900% of the players, they're very poor. They don't have, a, they don't went to school, you know, because maybe few, few of them went and they live good. But most of the guys come from those countries, man, they just think about being somebody, be a Pedro Martinez, be a Balami Guerrero, making some money for the family to get better. And they had to survive. No matter what, you sit there, everybody talking, especially when you coach. Well, now it's better. Now it's a lot better. But I remember I sitting there, the coach and my manager was already talking. I'm like, oh, my God. Now I, I, I got to look in the field. You have to be smarter, a little bit smarter, or you got to hit, or you really have to be a great player. Nowadays, they're helping you more. You have a, a Latino coach with you, a Latino manager, a Latino trainer. Uh, they know how important Latino community is on the game right now. They, they help you to do that. But in the meanwhile, I don't care what you do. As soon as the game is over, you're by yourself. You're missing mommy. You're missing daddy. Nowadays, a lot of better because you have a cellular phone. You can... Uh, Face call somebody, you can go to the internet and you can talk to the fans and you can talk to, I'm sorry, to your family every day. A little different. But in, in, in some point, they're going to hit you because it's not a diff the same country. It's not the same way we grew up. And, you know, I mean, I remember come to these countries like I asked people, say, okay, I'm going to go to the airport. First time I ever fly in my life. Then other songs, I say, okay, I'm going to get in here. Where I get off, where I should do. The people said, just follow the people. Pick one on the group in the airplane and you follow him. Whatever he does, you do. You pick your you back, go to the immigration. The soon you check immigration, now you and you own like, okay, who's waiting for me? Who's not? This guy is here. Nobody speak Spanish like now. You were to arrive in Miami, everybody. No, only a few people speak English out there. Now, back then, nobody, people was afraid to speak uh, Spanish. But it's not easy, brother. I, it's not easy. I think it's easy right now. Yes, it is. And it's no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, I mean, you play with your shortstop, and, and, and every time I play with somebody else different, it was hard for me to understand the guy. Uh, uh, it's hard for me to understand myself. And I think that's the reason I think I was over the top. To get better, my English still screwed up. My, my English is not it's not my kids' English because they went to school here. But it, it made me push myself to speak better English, or at least two people can understand me because I was there by myself. Play double A, no Latinos. Play triple play, uh, only one Latino. I thank you to John Croc. He played with me all my minor league career. Helped me 99% everything I did in minor league. John Crockett was a big part of that. 
but uh, it's not, it's not, it's not easy, especially when they send you down. You know, and you don't have anybody to talk to. Your mom is back home. Uh, you think everybody hates you? Oh my God, that's the first thing they, they're talking about it, and you look at them, and they look at you. They they talk about me. Uh, the manager says something. They have to tell you right in your face. Just say, "Oh, the managers hate me." It's so many things go through your mind. You, you, it's not easy to take it away for that. But it, it got better. Yes, it's, it's it doesn't person got better. And I think over the years going to be better and better. And that would be thank you, you know, thank God because Latino players, you know, everybody's thinking about, wow, my God, how many Latino players there in the big league. I don't know, maybe 100, 200, whatever it is. Yeah, but they don't, they don't say how many Latino players can release. Yeah. That's 90% of the players signing in, in baseball. 90% get, get released. They got to go back to their country. Hopefully they can have a job here. Somebody like him, you know what I mean? But it's, 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 it's very hard for Latino players to go there and survive. That, that, that's something... Uh, you have to survive because is you not is you not prepared to be to survive? I don't care how good a hitter you will be, you will you will fail. And I think I mean just an example for myself. I signed in 1990. You know I'm coming out of USC, and uh, you know I was born and raised in this country, and I go to you know I go play ball, and my parents are a phone call away, and they're visiting me, um, and you kind of take it for granted, and and not to say. Let me let me preface it with the minor leagues is hard for anybody. Getting to the big leagues is really hard. You got to be the best of the best and you got to want it. You got to be passionate about it. You got to work. But uh, it was tough enough for me growing up here, uh, going to a great college, being ready to go professionally. I didn't think about that 16 year old kid coming from Venezuela. You know, some of the best players in the world and you know this, some of the best players in the world are are Hispanic. That's just the way it is. And I, and I think they are doing a better job today. They need to. They need to cater to that, 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 that part of the world, that Latino part, because of how important they are to the big leagues. Because a lot of the great players uh, aren't from the United States of America. Um, I don't know. I, I think about a young Ozzie Smith coming over here with, like you explained, all those challenges, being away, being in a different uh, you're still a kid and being away from your, your family, being in a different country, uh, listening to a different language. And by the way, here's 200 bucks and that's all you got. And you got to find a way to get to the big leagues. You step onto the field with the Padres in 1980. What are you feeling right then? Nothing. I, one thing I say, I come to this country to be a big league player. I don't care about mommy. I don't care about my girlfriend, I don't care about my family. I don't care how, what I have to eat. Uh, I just come with one thing in my mind, is to be a baseball player, and that helped me. You all for four, you want to call your dad and cry. You, you know, you got some problem with that with the trainer. You want to call you, your mom and cry. And I think that's, you know, one of the biggest reasons I got, I got married when I was in double A. I was about 17 years old, and I think I still married, but... I think I feel bad for my wife because she got to deal with her deal. She only was 15, 16. But I made myself a lot better because I had somebody out there when I know how any morning we cannot go there and then stay and have some fun and to be with me every night and we're talking and we have fun and and we, the love we all was there. But uh, you're scared. You're scared to death. You're scared. When you walk into that, 
to the to, to, to the hotel when the first three days you're staying, you're like, oh my God, you meet everybody, you know for a fact nobody's your friend there. You know, I tell players, say, hey, those guys, your teammate, they're not your friend. They will take your job. They want to get out of this country. They want you to do different. And and you you hate everybody with no reason. You hate everybody with no reason because you think they don't like you because you're from, from another country. They're no, it's just opposite. They want to help you. And sometimes you, at least to myself, I can say what I feel. I cannot say what I, everybody else feel. And I remember I was coaching Vladimir Guerrero, one of the best players i ever seen in my life. I was coaching a lot at uh, Montreux, and Vladimir Guerrero told me, he said, my bat and uh, my ability is speak every language. <laughs> and that's the that's, that's right way to think about it. I said, yo, my, I don't speak English, but my bat, my bat does. And my arm, my, in my glove. And that, if you look in that way, that help you, that help you mentally a little bit better, because I'm not going here to be an English teacher. I'm not going here to be uh, the best. Look, I speak better English than you. No, you come here to put some numbers out there, get out of the minor league, survive in the big league. And it, it, it's, it's funny how players feel because I know they feel that way. Like the group of guys out there speak English and listen to me. All this, so you sit there by yourself and, and you think about it. Oh, those guys, they don't like me. They talk about me. They criticize. You make an error on the field and you want to die like oh my god let's go because me you don't want to go to the dugout because like oh look at because you without you know i feel that way it's like i come with base a lot of strikeout i write about like oh my god i don't want to go back to the dugout because my american teammate gonna they hate me because i don't do the job those little things they can get you they can put you down depress you a little bit but if you not think about it I think you're going to have a better life and better results. The Boone Podcast continues with our two-part special with two-time World Series champ and current analyst for NBC Sports Chicago, Ozzie Guillen.